this, this ingredient list. Okay, almond butter, whole grain oats, clover honey, cocoa beans, words I can't say, long words with lots of syllables. Um, it's all good for you. If you're playing pickleball, if you're working out, if you're at home working in your office, need a snack, if you're in the middle of a super long podcast because you have a lot of things to say, pop in a mod ball, get that burst of energy. You're not going to feel too full after. You're going to feel good about it. Yeah, I love mod balls. Definitely. Jimmy, honestly, and I honestly do have them. Um, they're great. They give you yep. clean fuel. I play a lot of tournaments, and a lot of times you don't want to eat anything or much throughout the day because it just makes you feel bloated or just a little bit too much. These are the perfect size and it gives you the energy required to continue to participate and perform at an extremely high level. Check them out. Use my code LUNG, my last name, L-O-O-N-G, uh, one zero at checkout to save yourself a little bit of money. They support us. Um, we'd love yes. it if you could try a great product and support them back as well. Yes. All right. And then we got your drink over here. Yeah, we're going to turn it because they haven't. But it is Strawberry Starburst. I just, I, C4, still reaching out, sponsor me. You won't regret it. <laughs> I could have stock in your company for how many flavors drink. do they have? So they have the Starburst one. Do they have different? Yeah, they have flavors? different Starburst ones too. They have like the red, they have like a cherry. Okay. Um, a, a Starburst flavor cherry? Starburst. Yeah. yeah, cherry Starburst. But I mean, you Going know. Going with all the good flavors. Yeah, pink Starburst is, they have Skittles. Oh, wow. But it tastes like you take a handful of Skittles and just throw it in your mouth. So I don't know. It's a little sweet, but anyways, they're delicious. How many of those do you have a day? Probably too many, honestly. If I ever drop dead on the podcast of a heart attack, it's because too much caffeine, but <laughs> I need it. All right. Awesome. Thank you to our sponsors. We really appreciate it. Um, and let's get going. So this last week was the- oh, wait, real quick. Vulcan. Thanks, Vulcan. Love you. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving forward. PPA, Texas Open, hot, humid, yes. muggy, Squish. nasty, rain, Squish. everything. Squishy balls. Um, yeah, it was wild. Like the Texas Open was insane. You had people dropping out left and right. You had heat people dealing with the heat. I mean, good at night. Tyson McGuffin looked like he jumped in a pool. Maybe he did. Who knows? There it was, was a pool close by. It was absolutely insane. Um, you know, we go, we'll, we'll go, let's go men's singles first. I mean, obviously, you know, it was a huge field. Um, our boy, Jame, 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 they said Jame on the, the Yame. his coach called him Jame. Yeah. His coach, he's from Spain. Uh-huh. Is it Jame or Jame? So I think he's from Portugal. Okay. Or I think he's from Portugal, and I believe the J makes the J sound like okay. Simone Jardim. Okay. Well, either listen, we watched him, you and I, at PPA Futures in mm -hmm. Salt Lake. Yeah. And he was unbelievable. And that dude absolutely rips. He hits nukes. He rips the ball. Mm -hmm. He's a little guy too. What is he? Five eight. Yeah, he's little, but he's funny, and he's got he's a fun. lot of firepower. A lot of power, and he is fast. And yeah, he makes it all the way to Championship Sunday. And he didn't just make it to Championship Sunday. He beat some impressive players. He beat some top, top level players. Um, and then he goes in, he loses his first, the first game to Ben Johns. And then he takes the second game off of him. And not only did he take the second game off of him, he controlled that entire game. Mm -hmm. And what was the third game score? Third game was 11-5, but it was 5, it was 5-5, five, five, I think. And then Ben ran off six in a row. But he was there, and and you know they talked to his coach between matches, and his coach or friend. Who was his coach? His friend. It was just his friend okay. that he played. It sounded like someone he played tennis with. They didn't really introduce okay. him, but he basically said that he feeds off of um, 
the energy of the crowd and he feeds off of like emotion. He's a very emotional player. And so the more emotional he was, the better he played. And that's, and he did. And honestly, he, I've never seen the, like the top spin freaking forehand roll that he has is insane. Like that dude was unbelievable and he was fun to watch. And I think that, and you've been telling me about him for a while. Mm -hmm. You've been a big fan of his. Yeah. I like him. Um, and you told me, I mean, you told me months ago that in singles that he is a force and he's going to be a force. Yeah, actually. So he played Ben, uh, Ben Johns in the Austin Open. And this is when Ben uh, sent out that uh, tweet about the, the, the paddle he was using, adding yeah. it to the list of delaminated paddles. Yeah, because so he, that that he, he got zero. a lot of power. With yeah, it. he uses yeah. that six zero paddle. Um, in fact, rumor has it after... Thursday, he played on Thursday. He reached out to his paddle sponsor and was like, Hey, send me four more. I don't know why. Maybe if he was just trying to capitalize, get some free paddles, but yeah, it's kind of funny. The other thing that was funny is, is he was wearing, so, you know, ben, I mean, Ben's obviously all sponsored up, right? He's got the Yola, he's got sponsors everywhere. And Yame's wearing the t-shirt of the venue that they're playing in. Yeah. I don't think he was prepared for, for maybe the heat and maybe also being there until Sunday. What's crazy about him, Yame, <laughs> is that he lives in Hawaii. Okay. And so whenever he travels, for the most part, unless he's staying here and traveling from here, which he is from Texas to California, uh-huh. uh, but he's traveling all the way from Hawaii. Yeah. And so those trips are long. Like yeah. Eight expensive. To 12 plus hours for yeah. the most part. Crazy. Yeah. But hey, he's... He's fun to watch. And I, I mean, it was, that was a fun men's singles final. Yeah. It was yeah, really solid in singles. I think doubles, he's still figuring it out. They had a tough first one. Uh, they got um, beat pretty bad by yeah. I think James and Tyson. Yeah. Uh, and then they won a couple in the back draw and then yeah. ended up going out. Yeah. I mean, listen, so we, we've talked about it before, but a lot of these guys, it's going to be singles, singles first. first. Yeah. Especially the high level tennis players. Yeah, exactly. They'll figure out singles first. Interesting about him, the way is he played his tennis like at Hawaii Pacific. So it wasn't like he was this high level tennis player either. Like mm-hmm. he, he, you know, he's not playing at Vanderbilt, like Ignatowicz or getting kicked off teams at Virginia, like Alshon. <laughs> like he played at Hawaii Pacific. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't imagine, you know, I have a buddy that played at like some, Shenandoah in Virginia. And I think everybody makes the team. Yeah. I don't know if Hawaii Pacific's the same, but yeah. anyways, it's impressive. He's, he's fun to watch. He's a really good dude. Nice guy. Like I said, PPA features, he was, he's a stud. So I'm excited to see how, how, you know, he elevates his game and continues to get better. Women's singles, <laughs> women's singles finals, finals. Let's skip everything else. The rest of you, nobody cares about no offense. Not that we don't care, but women's singles final was the, I'm, this is hyperbole, but I don't care. This, it was the best singles match I've ever seen. It was absolutely unbelievable. Leah Jansen versus Annalie Waters. Leah comes out in game one and just destroys her. There's no other way to put it. She absolutely annihilates Annalie, beats her 11-3. Thanks to the Perseus. Yes. So we'll, we'll get there. So she beats her 11-3. She's hitting freaking passing shot after passing shot. The thing that Leia does that's different is, is so Annalie plays singles like tennis. She stands at the baseline and she rips. Leia is long. She's tall and she gets to the kitchen and she uses that length and it's tough to get the ball by her when she's at the kitchen. Right. I mean, the, the, the balls that she was getting to were insane. And yeah, once she gets to the kitchen, she's tough to beat. It's tough to hit a ball past her. Annalie had to be very precise. 
So Leia got to the kitchen, just destroyed her. I mean, she beat her 11-3. So then we get to game two and Leia comes out again, red hot. She's smacking her all over the court again. She's got Annalie frustrated. Annalie is missing shots. She probably doesn't normally miss, but I also think that it was very, Leia was forcing those misses. Mm -hmm. And then you start to press, right? When you feel like you're down, you start to press. So I think it's seven, one, six, one, seven, one. So Hannah Johns, because it's on CBS sports goes to interview Lee waters in the middle of the match, which is something that we don't see. Mm -hmm. So she sits down with Lee and she says, Lee, what does, what does Annalie need to do differently? What's happening? And, you know, I think most people would say, you know, Leia's playing well. Um, Annalie's, you know, needs to do this and this. Nope. What does Lee Waters do, Tyler? I'm sure you're going to tell us right here. Lee Waters decides to say, and I, and I don't care if I misquote her, because if I do misquote her, it'll be nicer than what she said. <laughs> Lee Waters says, well, this is a different Leia Jansen. And so you're like, oh, okay. Okay. Maybe she's going to say something nice. She's playing with a new paddle that has three times the power, two times the spin or whatever. It might've been vice versa. And this is a Leia Jansen that Annalie has never seen before. And literally says that the only reason Leia Jansen is beating Annalie is because of the paddle. Like one of the most asinine classless comments I have ever heard in my entire life. Like what in the, like in the middle of a match? Yeah. Like what? I'm sorry. Your daughter is getting her ass kicked all over the court, but that's wild dude. Like that, that is insane to me. Yeah. And then you just go off about this paddle and you talk about like the only reason that Leia has, is beating her is because of the paddle and because of the power of the paddle. And Annalie wasn't prepared for it. Has anyone heard Annalie's paddle? Good night. That thing is, if you don't think that that's one of the most powerful paddles on the market, like that, it doesn't even sound like a normal paddle and she, it has crazy power. And so for you to go do that and, and, and Annalie actually ends up switching paddles in the middle of the match, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if she went and got more weight on her paddle or, or she pulled out the delaminated one, who knows? <laughs> But she switched paddles middle of the match. But for Lee to sit there and say that was crazy to me. Like, I, w I was in, in disbelief. Yeah. Like, this let the game speak for itself. And then, you know, to Annalie's credit, she comes back. She ends up winning game two, 14-12. And Leia had two match points in that game. She two, right? had two match points. I think she fought off four, something like that, two mm -hmm. or three. But let's just be, let's talk about this. It's 12-12. Okay. Game two or three? Game two. Okay. 12-12. Leia hits a winner, mm -hmm. drags her foot on the kitchen line. Maybe it's very, very, very close. I've seen a million still shots of it. I've seen people slow it down. I've seen them zoom in and you can't tell if her toes in the air or not. It's extremely close. Mm -hmm. Now, Alan Roman, who made the call says he sticks by it and he had other um, officials, referees review it. And they all said that they would not overturn the call, but we know that overturning the call is completely different than making the call to begin with. Mm -hmm. I think my personal opinion is it's a 12-12 game and you literally just inserted yourself and you just changed the outcome. I think if it's that close and it's not 100%, if she is not falling into the kitchen or if it's not affecting the shot, you got to let that go. Yeah. And I don't care if it's on the other side too. If it was Annalie, you know, everyone knows how I feel about her. You still got to let that go. Mm -hmm. Like you literally changed the outcome of that game because you thought you saw her drag a toe. You thought. Mm -hmm. And rumor has it the commission of the PPA isn't happy about that either. But 
the thing is, is you can't make that call in that situation. Yeah. I think, I mean, they definitely need something to challenge that. Yeah. So and they she didn't was have like any challenges or something like that, or the cameras weren't good enough. Like she should be able to yeah. challenge that. So what they did was because it was on CBS sports mm-hmm. or YouTube or whatever it was, I can't even remember. They switched so many times on Sunday, but ESPN was starting at four o'clock. So they needed to basically get that match over with. So they took away one of their timeouts mm-hmm. and they took away their video challenge. Yeah. So it was, it was tough to get the chance either way. It's like, dude, you can't make that call. Like, yeah, that's tough. I mean, if she did, she did. Uh, but if sure. it's like, you have to be a thousand percent certain. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if she's on it, great. Make the call, do what you do. Fine. But the fact that it's so con- here's, here, here's my point. If he doesn't make that call, and she gets that point. She wins the match. Nobody goes back and says, oh, my gosh, Alan missed that. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. But because he did make that call, everybody's like, well, look, he made the call. And you can tell that it's so close. So, I don't know. That's tough for me. I struggle with that. But I still, Leia was unbelievable, absolute rock star. Like, Leia slayed it. Um, you know, You're not biased at all, are you? I'm not biased at all. I don't like Leia. But... Annalie, I mean, she played great. Good for her for battling back. She did awesome too. I mean, it was it. Go watch that match if you haven't seen it. It honestly is one of the best best you know singles matches I've seen. Men, women, anybody. But Lee Waters, you're an idiot. Like I'm sorry, that was you. Seriously, I'll, I'll give Lee the benefit of the doubt. No, no don't, because that Tyler, you can't say that stuff, dude. Like <laughs> seriously, you can't say stuff like that. What type of person? Like okay, so let me back up real quick. There was this Facebook post about Annalie and they were like gushing about how Annalie goes and thanks the refs after every match. Do you thank the refs after every match? If I'm close by them, yeah. Yeah. I try to. Yeah. So so they were like, oh, I love that Annalie goes and thanks the refs. She was raised right, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then Annalie's grandma, Lee's mom, gets on there and she's like, I love that way more than any of the gold medals that she's won. The fact that she does that makes me more proud as a grandma than any medal that she's ever won. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's what grandmas say. She doesn't mean that, mm-hmm. but that's what grandmas say. Okay. Well, maybe it skips a generation because your daughter literally just ripped a girl who was beating her for what? Like, I don't understand it. Like, you really go straight to the paddle? Like, that was wild to me. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Also, Annalie, you know, I mean, go shake their hand, but we also have the meme of the century with you turning around screaming after you miss an overhead and yelling the F word right into the camera. Yeah, um, there's a lot of memes already with that. Yeah. That's so classic. go check those out. They're kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. You, you gave a couple of people some. Yeah. Memes of those. Yeah. There's some good ones out there. I mean, one of them might've been, you know, I might've captioned a few of those, but anyways, <laughs> point, point being like, you, I just feel like you got to give credit where credit's due. And Leia was playing out of her mind. Don't put it on the paddle. Like, that's so stupid to me. And I think that it looks dumb. And now Lee Waters has got to go. Annalie's got to go play with Leia and MLP. Like, how do you do that? Like, if you're Leia Jansen, how do you, how do you put this all behind you? Because there's no way Leia's not offended by this. Yeah, well, luckily there's a week and a half. Yeah, that's great. Enough time to mend fences, huh? Yeah. Leia, demand a trade. Do it. Get traded. Anyways, that'd be interesting. Moving on to, sorry, I just, I'm really passionate about that. I just couldn't Jimmy believe it. Jimmy was heated. Hot takes Jimmy. I was, I just couldn't believe that that Lee would say, "You're a grown freaking woman." Like, what is happening? Seriously. I actually think what she was trying to say, maybe, is that she's a totally different new person. 
Because of her paddle. <laughs> Maybe. Not <laughs> because of her game, but because of her paddle? <laughs> Maybe. But I'll say this. I mean, when you get put on the spot, sometimes you say things that you don't entirely think out. Well. Maybe. I mean, that family, it happens a lot. So, But they have been in the spotlight quite a bit. So, yeah. You just can't, like, I get it. And I know that she was put on the, but you can't say that, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, it, it's just, like, it's just bad karma. It's bad form. You're just a terrible person if that's what comes out of your mouth. Like, honestly, it's like Elise Jones says, you you use a delaminated paddle knowingly. You're, you're a bad person. You're a bad person. If you tell someone else that, they're lo- they're only winning a match because of their paddle. You are a bad person, Lee Waters. You are a bad person. I'm sorry, but you are. Moving sorry. on. Okay, sorry. Uh, doubles. Anything there with doubles? Yeah. So doubles was fun. Um, J Dub and Dylan breaking through. Yeah, J Dub and Dylan got the win over Matt and and Riley. Um, honestly, they rolled them. I think it was like it was it five and three or something. Like it didn't even seem close. Yeah. They're- so I was there watching live. Um, and J Dub and Dylan. I don't know if this was their game plan, but I saw a lot of fastballs, a lot yeah. of quick quick action balls. Yeah. A lot of volleys. Um, quick points. I don't know. Maybe. Five, seven balls max average. Yeah, they were speeding everything up as yeah. quick as possible. Yeah. And they, they got through Riley and Matt. And then you and AJ got to the semis. We did. We had a close quarters. So we had two before then, played the quarters, close quarters. Against um, Rettenmeyer and, and Jay. And Jay. Um, Rhett- we actually had a small rain delay of maybe 20 minutes or so. But what are those called, by the way? V- Vader Pro? Vaptors. Vaptors. Those are insane. Those are... Like, don't you want one just to own one? Yes. Suck the yeah. water right off the court, like, literally, like, yeah. gone. I'm known for being into weird, random things. This, yeah. like, proven. You're a technology guy. Um, I'd love to get one just to have. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, would you go out, like, on your I'd go back patio and exactly. just be like, <laughs> I would turn the sprinklers on just to do that yeah. and then dry it. Yeah, I know. Those things are sick. Those things are crazy. Insane how fast they dry. Yeah. It's Insane. Cr- what do they cost? You know. They're expensive. Um, um, they should be. I mean... I'm. I could be totally wrong, but I think it's around twenty five hundred to three thousand for one. Oh, okay. Well, listen. Every tennis country club, pickleball, exactly, they yeah. need them. Yeah, it's worth it for sure. Yeah. But I think this is a huge, huge point. Um, we need more indoor facilities. Yeah. We need more tournaments indoor, not only for the rain but the wind. Oh we my gosh. We played the bronze medal match, and it, the first game was uh, actual tornado. Um, we played underneath the uh, covered courts, and it almost made like a. Um, a swirling effect and so okay. not only was the ball moving but it was like changing levels oh gosh it was really weird yeah, yeah. so the first game was insane and then the second game was yeah. normal well and then like even the like the women's semis were all finished on Sunday because mm-hmm. of the wind and exactly the net broke yeah yeah, the, the, the tension broke. Yeah, it broke. Like yeah, like and wh- so they took the the net that we were supposed to use on the grandstand court to put on the center court, but then they didn't even end up playing. Yeah, I mean it's just it was just wild. But back to you. So you guys played a tough match against Rhett Meyer and Jay. Yep. yep. So close match. A lot of people uh, liked it. Said it was a one of the top matches of the tournament. There yeah. was no commentary. Uh, it was just uh, just on the grandstand like, yeah, court, right? Grandstand. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we played that, and then we won that, and then we went on to the Johnses. We had maybe a one to two hour break in between. So let's talk about that because I watched that match. Uh-huh. Um, what was your strategy going into that? Because I felt like, first of all, I felt like the Johns came at your, they, they started coming at your backhand originally. And there were some long, long dink rallies with you and Colin, you and Ben. But you held your own and you stayed in it. It wasn't like the Stefan clips. It was definitely not like the I Stefan. I kept having those flashbacks yeah. of the Stefan just yeah. dinking, No, dinking. you honestly, like you, I mean, you, 
you played phenomenal. I, I mean, not just because I'm sitting next to you, but you played phenomenal in that. Um, Thank you. But I think that because they were so steady that AJ, and we know AJ's really streaky. When he's on, he's on. When he's not, he's not. But I think because they were so steady, AJ started to force things a little bit, which I, you have to. You got to take your shots, right? You got to, because you, you can't just sit there all day. Yep. But it felt like AJ started to force some stuff. He missed maybe some things that he doesn't normally miss. Um, but still, you guys grinded out and had a tough, tough battle with him. Like that was a long, for two games, that was a long match. Yeah. Johns are playing extremely well. I think they're playing the best they've ever played. Um, I mean, their their results show that. Um, and going into it, we knew it'd be tough. I don't think... Oh, go, you, also, you how many lobs did you throw up that Yeah, game? I was just trying to mix it up. And it was yeah. successful the first game. Second game, not so much. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I thought if I could get, only get it over uh, Colin, then that kind of yeah. mixes them up a little bit. That makes sense. Yeah, and so um, I think we had our opportunities, but um, it didn't pan out. And yeah, they're tough because you have to be playing your A game. Because yeah. they're almost always bringing their A game. Yeah. They're rarely missing thirds. I think AJ said they haven't missed one third this whole match. Um, they're rarely missing thirds, so that doesn't give you any points to play with. Yeah. And they just don't miss much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they played great. I thought you and AJ played really well. I would say that like how with how well you played, it sounds stupid and cliche, but I think you beat anybody else, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you would have beat Matt and Riley. I think you would have beat Dylan and, and J-Dub with how well you were playing. Obviously, different strategy, different. But I just thought you guys played extremely well. But Ben and Colin are just on another level right now yep. from everybody else. Yep. Um, so, yeah, tough. good for them. And then they went to the, you know, championship Sunday. and I did not watch that. They played J-Dub and Dylan. J-Dub they won in three They won right? in three. And it yeah. wasn't, honestly, it wasn't close. Like, they, they, they just smacked him around. And, I think there's a couple of the top players who have mental blocks against certain players. Can, can I give you a hot take? Give me a, uh, depends. I got, me, I'm ready. Me, no, right, go for it. It's a pickleball hot take. It's okay. not a, it's not a, I got the sensor button ready. It's not a bad human being hot take. <laughs> I think that Dylan Frazier is better than J dub and they should switch sides. I think that Dylan Frazier and J dub need to switch sides. Dylan should play the left. I could see that. And I don't think it would hurt to even try it. I don't know if they've really experimented I've with it. I've never seen him do it. Yeah. I think, but I think that Dylan is better. He is past J-Dub. I don't know if that. I think there's a couple other people who would agree with you. And so Dylan should play the left. And yeah, I don't know. This is just my, just my hot take of the day when it comes to pickleball. Who's got faster hands out of those two? I think Dylan does. I think Dylan's past him. I really do. I think Dylan Frazier is. Yeah, I think. I think he's better than J-Dub. In fact, I think that Dylan Frazier and Riley Newman wouldn't be a bad team. Yeah. And Dylan wouldn't get rattled by Riley's yeah. waiting out. Anyways, just, just my thought. No, I that's just, a good hot take. We love it. We love um, those hot takes. Yeah, well, there's more coming. So, yes, we'll go to women's. We'll switch to women's now. Women's, we have um, Annalie and Catherine playing Megan and Etta. So first of all, Megan and Etta beat Lacey and Anna Bright. Bright. Yep. And they, two straight? No, they oh, ended up pushing three. it to three. Yeah. The okay. second the second game, to be honest with you, Anna Bright just elevated her game and she just grinded Etta out. Um, obviously, you know, we're we're good friends with Etta. We love Etta. She grinded Etta out in that game. I don't know if it was the heat. I don't what know. What was, was Anna Bright and Lacey's game plan against Etta and Megan? Honestly, they they stayed away from Megan. Really, and they dinked Etta to death, and they sped Etta up, and they basically just kind of attacked her, and they yeah, they just grinded her out. And that second game, I think Etta, she didn't play great. 
Um, but then she bounced back in the third game. They ended up, they ended up winning it. Yeah. They're just kind of grinding Ed out. They were just making her literally stay in points for a really, really long time. What and was Megan and Etta doing? Were they going to Lacey? Yeah. They played Lacey 90% of the, I mean, as much as they possibly could. Yeah. They definitely played Lacey the entire time. Um, you know, and they had a good game plan. They, I think both teams had a good game plan. It was very evenly matched. And in the end, Megan and Etta ended up winning it. Um, and then they had to turn around and play Annalie and Catherine. And I don't know what happened. I mean, they, like, they got smacked, okay? Like, Megan and Etta, I mean, I don't know if it was the Heat. I don't know what it was. They definitely did not play as well in that game as they did the game before. I mean, Annalie's got that effect. I mean, similar to Ben Johns. Yeah. I mean, Annalie, I've said this before, she is so... Far yeah. ahead of the other women, in my opinion, hundred percent. If it's a like you said, if it's a mental block by a lot of people, like if you walk into that match and you feel like defeated before you even get there, yeah. I think I, there's a lot of players who do that. They yeah. say, "Oh, I'm playing Ben Johns. I'm playing yeah. whoever it is. I've already lost." Yeah, and I so want many to players say, do that. Yeah, and it was like well, eleven one was game one, eleven three, and then in game three, I think they were up five one, Ed and Megan, and then they ended up, you know, Annalie and Catherine turned it on. Um, but the interesting thing is, and I don't want to cause drama here, but, <laughs> Shocking. but I mean, Megan had a, you know, we both live in Utah, they're friends, right? Like they, everybody thinks that they're an insane partnership. I mean, Dane Gingrich, Frick, he, he loves them. Um, but he, he works co- with Etta. Yeah. He coaches Etta. So that means she's the best player on the planet. Cause he coaches her. Um, anyways, they zoomed in on them after the match and they were both sitting there. They didn't say a word to each other. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't look at each other. They didn't. And Megan grabbed her stuff and walked away. Like at the end of the match. At or the end. It? At the end, it was uh-huh. over, and it was like there was zero communication. And there, I saw a lot of people were like, "Is Megan looks pissed?" And so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Megan feels like Ed didn't play well. If she doesn't feels like she didn't play well herself, and she's just frustrated. I'm sure it was just the heat of the moment. Yeah, I mean, listen, it happens. I'm not saying that it's you know, but I think that's a good team. Now, I mean, now you have played twice together. You've won on the well. You played multiple times on the Pioneers, and you've done very well. Go Pioneers! We had um, all four reach the semifinals. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. So you guys obviously they play very well together on the Pioneers. They won Red Rock. And now you make the finals, you know, champ, you make the gold medal match, uh, the Texas Open. I think that Etta and Meg need to drop everybody else for the rest of the year and they need to see how far they can take this partnership. Do you know if they have more scheduled? I, I think they, they do. do have more scheduled, but I think that I know Meg has like one more with Georgia. I know she has a couple with Anna Bright. Um, I want to say she's playing with Vivian. So I'm not, you know, so I think that Meg is pretty spread out for mm-hmm. the rest of the year. Um, but I just think, I don't know, or maybe next year they just commit to each other for six months and see how it goes. But yeah. I think that it's a good I mean, this year is, is weird when you're planning for pickleball tournaments, you're looking into the future and this yeah. year it's already halfway over. People are going to start looking for next year. The yeah, first half of absolutely. Year. Yeah. Like who let's look with women's real quick. Obviously Annalie is going to either play with Catherine or Anna Bright, right? That's, do you think she continues to switch on and off with them or no, she chooses one? No, I think somehow Catherine's going to weasel her way in and. Sneaky Catherine is going to lock her up for the year, but I don't know. I I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I think that Anna also, she has Vivian Glasman, who's one of her best friends. She's close with Lacey. She's playing with, with, um, her, is she playing with Hurricane at TOC? I think she's playing with Hurricane at TOC. Yeah. Yep. Um, she's playing with Megan. So I think Anna likes 
the divert, like, you know, the, the diversity and like playing with different people. So I don't think she wants to be pigeonholed to one person uh, other than James, obviously. <laughs> I think if you can win and you're guaranteed to have that partner, I think she'd be fine with it. But the, yeah. the unknowing, the unease that, Hey, is she going to play with me this tournament or that tournament? It's not, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I think, but I think Anna's trying to find that long-term, that long-term partner, right. For her to, yeah. for her to commit to. But I mean, she's had success with everybody. I mean, she's obviously, I think that, I think that her and Catherine are right now the clear cut two and three when whatever order you mm-hmm. want to put sure, them in. Sure. Um, and so I think that they're going to always be there. They're going to be semis. They're going to be fighting for championship Sunday. Yeah. You know, so I don't there's know. a lot more, uh, more competition coming onto the scene in the women's, which is so fun to see. Yeah. A lot more, uh, close matches, a lot yeah. more matches going three games rather than a easy two games. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's exciting. I, I I think the more people that come onto the scene, the better people, the competition level is just going to rise. Right. I mean, gone. I mean, obviously we're seeing it with Annalie right now. Are you coming to San Clemente? Yeah, I want to. I yes. just got a text saying I need to submit my guest names oh, for that. Put, it, put me in. Okay. Um, so I was thinking about, you know, remember when Simone and Lucy just rolled through everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, for two, three years, they were just absolutely crushing everyone. And now Simone, you know, she got up there a little bit in age and she's kind of stopped the travel schedule as much. She's playing APP now almost exclusively and MLP. Um, Lucy's still playing, obviously, and still having success. I mean, her and Callie just won a month ago in Newport. So she's still being, is really successful. But I think that, you know, the torch has been passed from obviously them to Annalie. The difference is, is Simone was 40, what, three, 44? Yeah, somewhere in there. And Annalie's 16. So, I mean, is this, is she going to have a decade or two of dominance? Like, what's going to happen? There's got to be somebody coming, coming out. Please, somebody come in the next two to three years. Um, Anna Bright, she, I've talked to her. She's very confident in her own game. She thinks partnered with the right person, she could take her. I would imagine Catherine feels the same way. So, yeah. If you get the right partnership, then I think a lot of, a lot of these top, Five players think that they could. So I won't, I won't say who sent me a message, but somebody sent me a message who was playing against her and she played multiple matches. So don't try to guess. And they said, she's not that good. She's not as good as people think she's beatable. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think not that, yeah. you know, they were just saying that they, they feel like they can get to her and they, and then this person almost did. Um, and it wasn't, was sing- it wasn't singles. So say it one, two, I guess. Um, and so anyways, yeah, I think that, um, you know, I think that there's a chance that, you know, we're going to see somebody break through, um, but it is partnerships. And we've talked about this. It's the same thing with Ben and Colin. If you want to beat Ben and Colin, you've got to play with the right partners, right? And some of these high level guys, the people that they're choosing, even high level girls like Jesse, stop playing with AJ. Okay. Stop it. We're tired of it. Stop doing it. You guys hate each other. You clearly hate each other. You clearly <laughs> hate playing together. And then every two months you go back to each other. Every couple of weeks you go back to each other and everybody's like, why are these two playing together? They are both good. They both are extremely talented, but together it doesn't work. And we see it. You lose to terrible teams all the time. You lose to bad teams. Like, like it just doesn't make any sense. Stop doing it. And we see that we're seeing that way too much in pickleball. It's like someone needs to hold their hands and help them choose good partners. 
Yeah, there's some players who I don't know if it's the friendships that they have or they just think that they could do well with them. And so they're just giving them one more chance. But not only that partnership, but I think there's a couple out there that you're like, you both are good players, like you said, but they continue to play with that same partnership and it just doesn't seem to work out. No, and I think that like, you know, you don't need to be cutthroat and you don't need to be shady and sneaky like Tyson and Catherine when they drop partners. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you have a clear cut, you know, expectation, right? Leia had a clear cut expectation of the lease. She said six months, six months, let's try it. Six months came and went and she was like, look, it's not working. I'm out. And that's okay. Like I don't see any communication is key. Yes, exactly. And I think there's some other partnerships out there that, that are going to be interesting. I think that Anna and hurricane will be interesting. Cause I think hurricanes probably like we've talked about six months away from breaking through into that top five to seven, you know, top 10 range. Yeah. Like she, I mean, she's getting very good. Um, I think that Vivian Glasman has a chance to be very good. Um, Denver, Leia and Lucy are playing together. That's going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. There's going to be insane length on that court. Yeah. Absolute the, insane. The towers. Yes. Tall. Yeah. Twin ta- yeah. 5'10", 5'11". Yeah. We're going to have the twin towers on that court. And I think that that partnership, it'd be interesting to see how they do. Cause I think that could be a decent, you know, a decent team. Right. Um, so yeah, just, I mean, I think Anna and Megan, if Megan's playing as well as she is and she's playing with Anna bright, that's going to be, that could be a force. Yeah. But you've got to try it out and you got to figure it out and you got to see what works. I mean, men's side, same thing. You and Jay have one coming up, right? Yeah, we're playing San Clemente, me and Jay Davilliers. Yeah. Davilliers. Yeah, so you and Jay are playing together. Um, you and AJ obviously have had success in the past. Yeah, you know. he's he's fun. I mean, everybody knows this, but he's just very, his ceiling is so high. When he's on, he is so fun to play with and yeah. he dictates the point right away. Yeah. He, he's controlling the point, 100%. he's got that backhand flick. Um, and so, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the risk. It's what you need to know going into certain partnerships. You need to know yeah. how one person plays and how they don't. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. I think, it, I think partnerships are always going to be fickle. It's always going to be interesting. And I think a lot of people don't want to hurt friendships and they don't want to hurt friends and they don't want to upset people. I know that your mixed partners in the past, we've heard, you know, Jillian Braverman doesn't like playing with you and you roll your eyes and we've heard other people say you're arrogant, but just throwing it out there, hurricane is begging to play with you again. Begging. I had a great time playing with her. I think we were going to get a couple more in this year. Yeah, she absolutely loves playing with you. And she said, please. because I turn my back before I roll my eyes. Yes, smart. You don't show it. That's smart, actually. See? So anyways, yeah. um, It was great. Texas Open was unbelievable. Honestly, it was one of the best events of the year, I I think. Yeah, I felt like the competition overall was just... Yeah. You don't know what something uh, funny is... I played a lot of matches, and normally the day after, I'm really sore. Um, it was hot, humid, everything like that. You'd think I'd be sore, but no. yesterday, I actually wasn't that sore, and I wonder if it's because it was so hot. Oh. I was talking to my wife, and she said, maybe it's because it was so hot. Like, when they do hot yoga, they're not normally oh, sore the other maybe. day. Um, yeah. Because it was so hot. So yeah. hot there, my, my, my body Should felt. they do that? Should they do hot pickleball? Like, <laughs> you play inside a sauna, and it's like whoever lasts the longest. Yeah. Just we should come up with some sweating. random. Yeah, just ran. Well, Tyson would win that, the sweat competition. Dude, that was nuts, bro. Like, I don't know if you saw that. Like, I'm not like. Well, I think he posted a stat that it said like 20 shirts, five shorts, oh, yeah, three shoes, something like that. Yeah, like, that's insane. Like, how do you he travel with that amount as well. Well, he's got that huge Louis Vuitton bag that he makes Meg carry. But, um, dude, honestly, like, he, like, it was wild. Like, he really looked like he jumped in a pool. 
It was yeah. insane. I mean, Tyson's not the only one. There's two or three that come well, to yeah. mind. But like, but, but like the, Johnny uh, Goldberg, you expect it, right? <laughs> like you expect it out of Johnny Goldberg, right? Uh, but yeah. Anyways, this is. We played Goldberg. You did? Yeah, our second match. Johnny Goldberg gives every amateur in America hope that they can they can be good at pickleball. He he, ba- he bagged me. He got me score on the he chest. Did? Dude, he's and he got said, that. And he said, "That's the spot." <laughs> I love it. See, I love it. Listen, he. <laughs> He has that weird, he holds a paddle kind of funny. He's obviously a big dude, a little bit, you know, I'd say his BMI is probably not average. Um, and he, <laughs> and he, I don't know. He just, he, you know, I mean, he's not like insanely successful as a pro, but he still hangs and he's not terrible. He's good to have on the side yeah. at, at the tournaments. Yeah. And he's, he's a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, but he gives everybody hope. They they beat Steve Deacon and Scarpa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. To play you guys. Huh? Yeah. yeah. See, so yeah, Johnny Goldberg, props to him. Yeah. His BMI. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I don't want to, you know, he's big boned. All right. Wow. We have so much more we're going to talk about. We're going to skip some of it. Um, Wait, let's go to, let's go. Let's talk about one other thing that happened this weekend. Okay. It was so stupid. Like literally the most ridiculous thing on the planet, but Riley Newman releases literally a statement. Um, I look like he made it in Photoshop. I don't know. Look like he did it himself. But basically on tapping paddles. And he released this official statement that he's no longer going to tap paddles between games. He will tap your paddle at the end of the match, but tapping them between games is stupid. First of all, just to be clear, that's already been done. Like somebody else has already done that. And they already talked about that like last year. So he's not like he's new and innovative and being funny. But Leia already said she wasn't doing that. She hasn't been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um but then Riley actually did tap paddles in his matches, which actually makes me fun. Which is actually funny. He did, but he did in one of his okay. matches, yeah. But he was already at the net, so yeah. in his defense, I think that you know maybe it's just old habits die hard. But when he played, when him and Matt played Ben, that was funny. Yeah, Riley walked off, and Matt literally gave Ben like the biggest hug ever, like full on hug. Like, but he just went above and beyond the paddle tap, and he's like, look. Uh, you don't want to tap, fine, but I'm going to hug this man and we're going to... I think that makes it more awkward for your partner. Yeah. And I if think your that's partner's what, wanting to tap, then... Yeah, and I think that's what Matt was like. Yeah, and then I don't know if you saw when Ben and Annalie played the Newmans. I saw the highlights. I, I, I know yeah. what you're talking so about. So Annalie ran around the other side of the net because the Newmans walked off. So, but we didn't talk about mixed doubles, but it, there wasn't much to talk about. But um, Ben and Annalie beat the Newmans right after Annalie played that insane singles match, by the way. Um, you know, that's a long, and Ben basically covered most of the court. Annalie looked completely gassed, but good for them. That's a, that's a good win. The Newmans did take a game off of them. So it went four. It went three because oh, they, did two they only three? did two out of three because it was on ESPN. Gotcha. I actually think it had it gone five, they would have had a chance because Annalie had just got done playing her singles. Mm-hmm. So I think that it hurt the Newmans to only go to only go three games, just my opinion, but giving myself a little credit. Um, I think I could be wrong. I think outside of obviously the finals, but we played the Newmans and we had game points. We had maybe four, yeah, or five, what, 12, the, 12, 10, yeah, 12, 10, the first game, but outside of our match, I think they rolled pretty much yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. They played great. I mean, Lindsay's, she's just a defensive specialist. Like she's so good defensively. Um, I heard her came back Riley a couple of times though. Yeah, I can't remember. Maybe a couple times. Yeah, that's always fun. Makes it fun. Um, anyways, yeah, she's just so good defensively. Both of them are. Um, and they just, honestly, they will stay in 
the point as long as they can. And it's really hard to end a point, especially with a hot, humid day and a squishy ball. Yeah. The Newmans are going to be tough to beat. So, um, anyways, yeah, Annalie, when Annalie and Ben won one of their matches, Riley walked off. He wasn't tapping paddles. And Annalie ran around to the other side of the net and tapped Ben's paddle. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of funny. But Did the crowd laugh? I'm sure you know, those friggin' lovers of them and their pink laughed. Everybody wear pink, and then she didn't wear pink. That was the best. She wore pink in that game, but in their first singles match, she didn't wear pink. So that kind of made me laugh. But anyways, moving on to, um, what do we got, MLP? Yeah, I mean, we could talk about whatever. We got MLP, so I mean, there's still San Clemente this week, and then MLP is the next week. Yeah. Um, I think a yeah. lot of eyes are on MLP. So one thing about, so we'll we'll tie this in together really quick, because because we, t- we kind of joked about this, but Sunday you literally had to go from you. YouTube to CBS sports to YouTube to ESPN. I think that's how it went. I may be losing track, but I think it went YouTube, CBS sports, YouTube, ESPN. That's wild. And I get it. And I get the PPA is trying to get exposure and they're going to take exposure any way that they can. But I think I don't have the exact numbers. I think before the year started, they thought the CBS sports Mm -hmm. would have panned out a little bit better, but I don't think the exposure is all that they thought it would be on CBS sports. YouTube has been popping off. People love it on YouTube. It's so easy. There's comments. Yeah. Um, It's so easy. YouTube, a YouTube comment section. Um, Wow. Listen, just go back and read the comments. It's worth it. The commentary is insane. There are some absolute a-holes in there. And there are some very, very funny people in there. Um, Also shout out Odoth, Odoth, not Odith, Odoth and Hey Shay YouTube. They're YouTube mods now. So how did they get that? I have no idea. They have pic- naked pictures of Connor or something. But they, they got to get you being a moderator. They, the fact that they are YouTube mods is amazing to me. It's their dynasty. They it's their world. P- the world. PPA just shouted them out. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, PPA yeah. shouted them out as mods. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, so good for them. Um, but yeah, the, so the streaming thing is wild. So I think that the nice thing about MLP and also the re- because it streams so much, the replays kind of suck, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, MLP has that different technology, right? Does Boxcar still do MLP? They were doing it. They were. I don't think they did the last one. Okay. Well, MLP just seems to have better camera angles, better technology. They also um, probably spend a lot more. Yeah, they probably spend a lot more money. Exactly. But it just like the replays look so much better. Mm-hmm. It's just more clear cut. It just feels like the product. Not. I think the PPA productions come a long ways from Ruben holding his iPhone up. <laughs> Standing on the sideline, holding his iPhone, streaming it live on Facebook. But you don't think that happened? Uh, no way. You don't Did remember those days? I love Ruben. I love Ruben too. Do you not remember those days? I don't remember Also, those shout days. out his dad, Thomas. Thomas is a big fan of the pod. He's active on Twitter. Oh, yeah. But he's a fan of the pod too. He also loves you. He loves him some Tyler Loom. Um, but but I remember going to the Vegas, op- Vegas Open, the one that they do on top of the plaza. <laughs> Have you ever been to that one? Oh, yeah. So the, so first of all, don't ever play in it because it's like on the cracked rooftop of the plaza. Yeah, it is right next to the pool though. They so keep saying they're going to resurface it. They maybe they maybe did maybe. finally. If but. they resurface it, it's insane. It'd be amazing. But honestly, the courts are terrible. Like it's literally the cracked roof on top of the plaza in Vegas, 190 degree heat. Yeah, like it's always hot up there because you're on the rooftop. You but got the, the pool right the there. The pool is right next door, so you can jump in and look like Tyson if you want, and then come out and play. Um, <laughs> But I went and played the Vegas Open once. This is this is a true story. This was a couple of years ago. And it was um, Braxton and Ruben. And that was it. That was the only people the PPA sent. 
And they were setting it up until like four o'clock in the morning, just by themselves. They were out there. And then like, like my room overlooked the courts Mm -hmm. and it's like 4 a.m. And I hear dink, dink, dink. (laughs) And they're out there playing. And then the music is going and it's just the two of them. And I'm like, these two, these are road warriors right here. Like these guys need raises. That's one thing I'll say about the PPA. So I've talked to a lot of them and they love pickleball. Every single one of them, they love people. They play after, at the end of the day, when they've been on their feet for 12 plus hours. So that that same Vegas Open, it was like, gosh, we played, I think we played to like five or six, you know, our tournament. It was over. Everybody goes and eats, you know, it's Vegas. We're all doing our thing, right? It's probably like midnight. Mm -hmm. And we come back and the lights are still on. And the people that I was with were like, well, let's go out. Let's just go hit some. So we go out to hit some. And here come Braxton and Ruben. Yeah. And then a bunch of other people. Next thing you know, they're like, come over to the center court. So next thing you know, it's like midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. We've got music going. The lights are on. Yeah. And we're just, yeah, it that's, was, that's it was fun. That's one thing that I, yeah. I really like. It's, it's fun to see. And yeah. they love talking smack. They love yeah. wagering their meals and whatever. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So those are good dudes, by the way. So anyways. Um, yeah, MLP. What? Let's. I mean, are you pumped? Are you excited? Are you? I'm stoked. This is I'm sad. Um, let's just skip San Clemente, dude. Nobody, nobody cares about San Clemente. It's the warm up for MLP. Yeah, and everyone's playing with their MLP partners. A lot of people are. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's sad because uh, the way that MLP is this year is your. There's two seasons. This is the first season. This is the last tournament of the first season. So I most likely will never be on the exact same team that I'm on right now, and I truly feel like we. If we're playing our best, we should do extremely well. Yeah, for um, sure. I love playing with Ben. I love playing with Meg, Etta. It's a great team. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Do you, Meg, and Etta practice together here? Ever? We did for the first one, or maybe even two. Uh-huh. Uh, we haven't done too much um, for this one coming up. Okay. Do you... Um, I mean, we never did get Ben here, did we? We should have got Ben to Utah. No. Could you imagine, like, if Ben... With how big Pickleball is in Utah, I don't think people understand how big it is. It's insane. Okay. Yeah, he could do some. Could you imagine? Crazy like, yeah, if he here. did a clinic here. Well, he did one a couple years ago, I remember, and it was it was like sold. But he did it with a bunch of different people, mm-hmm. and it was like sold out, and people were going nuts over it. But yeah. could you imagine? Like it would be insane now. I especially. think he makes enough where he doesn't, he doesn't really need focus to. On clinics. Yeah. Um, so I saw something. Speaking of Ben and Utah the other day, then they talked about doing an all star game for like an all star mid season all star game all star festivities for I saw that I, I've talked about that before but in terms of a combine a combine for yeah. like the NFL how they yeah. do the running but, the jumping the strength I think that'd be so yeah fun. but did you see what Anna Bright's comment was yeah she said Florida Utah, Utah Texas, Texas and the world. world yeah how insane would that be four teams yeah and you go maybe on another pod we'll break down those four teams and who would be on each one but yeah. that would be awesome the only thing I'll say about Utah and their um their love and power and and pickleball is that most almost all the players here in utah grew up here we live here we practice everything like that most of the people in texas they move there from out of just for pickleball pickleball. yeah exactly so maybe it's got to be like you have to have residency or something right yeah anyways that's insane yeah yeah, florida's been popping off with their their level of play recently with james anna all these christian all these new guys who 
I knew you were going to say that. Um, yeah. In fact, I've seen like the, some of the games, like they'll go play these games and it's like, it's James, it's Anna, it's Hurricane, it's yeah, Annalie. Good, good practice. Yeah. Like it, the groups that they get in are insane. Like I would love to just show up to the park one day and be like, hey guys, paddles up and just put my paddle up and just try and get into the game. You think they'd let me? No. Which somebody think? asked a funny, well, kind of a funny question yeah. that they want to see video of you playing to confirm what your actual skill level is. I'm a, I'm a legit two five, like legitimately on a good day. I'm a two five. Like <laughs> that's his talk game. Yeah. It's not about how Bro. I play. It's about how I talk. That, yeah. That's what I'm not getting paid for on this podcast is talking. <laughs> So, Unless yeah. you use our code for those sponsors. Yeah, use that code, please. I got people Mod to feed. I got family to feed. Okay, use that code. I got MMA lessons to get so Tyson doesn't choke me out. <laughs> Things like that. So, anyways, moving on. Should we go to questions? Yeah, let's move on to questions. We love questions. This Honestly, guys, send in questions. All right. So, yeah, let's get into questions. So, once again, um, I don't know if Jimmy does this. Jimmy, do you ask questions on your stories at all? No, I don't, but okay. I, can st- I can start. You can start doing it. If anyone wants to ask him a question or me, just send it in. Normally, I post one or two days before yeah. the podcast. But, but send me just, yeah, and you guys, I mean, I get tons of Instagram DMs. I'm so popular. But I get tons of Instagram DMs. Like, I promise you, I do try to answer all of them. Um, yeah, anything, any questions. Sometimes people just want dirt. That's kind of funny to me, too. But dude, the thing I love about pickleball, we've talked about before, is that it's a very... Um, it's, it's still a small community. So I think I like to keep it that way. I think we all want to keep it that way. Nobody's too big. Nobody's clout chasing. That was a big eye roll, by the way. That was a Tyler Loom, Julian Braverman eye roll. So yeah, I think that that's what makes it fun, right? Is everybody's very approachable. Nobody's too too big for the, for the game yet. So I love that. So yeah, ask questions to Tyler. Tyler's honestly, he's a nice dude. He's a little bit, you know, arrogant, according keep, to Kyle keep, McKenzie, but keep going. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Um, so somebody asked, what strategy are you using? Are you going, oh, let's see. What strategy are you using against uh, the John bros? They spelled everything wrong, but I'm guessing that's the question. <laughs> All right. What strategy am I using? Uh, I want to be consistent, but I think I'm going to take a little bit more chances than I normally would. I'm going to be more aggressive. I've played the Johns Brothers a couple times. I've been able to beat them a couple times. And one of the times, um, I just remember being very aggressive. Um, we were driving a lot of the thirds. And if your drives are on, then it's going to make them pop up the ball. And I was pulling the trigger a little bit sooner than I normally do on the right balls. Uh, but if you're going to try to grind them out, I don't think that's going to work. And if it does, you're going to be out there for four to five hours. Well, the, the thing is, is, I mean, we can be honest about this. I don't think Tyler is going to disagree with me. Maybe he will, but they are not going to make more mistakes than you, right? It's not a four Oh four five five, even a five Oh game where you, where you're such a good dinker that you're like, I'm going to let them make a mistake first. You have to take chances. You have to take they your They got to be calculated chances, obviously, yes. but yes. yeah, you got to be pulling the trigger when it's there. Yes. Um, hands battles. Yeah. You might get how, lucky. You might. How, how do you get your hand? Like, this is a loaded question here. Good thing this pod's PG, but how do you get better hands? How do you get faster hands? Well, I can <laughs> show you afterwards. No. Um, a lot of it is going to be practice, strength, your forearm strength. And so they have those, uh, what, like, uh, stress like balls? Stress balls. Or yeah. Do you use balls? those? Yeah. I used to. I don't do it too much. 
Do you know um, those things that like your dad used to have, like the grip thing? Like we're going to zoom in on that yeah, illustration. You know, I actually have nice. I've been told I have nice hands. This thing, but you know the grip thing that like yeah, anything with hands is going to strengthen uh, your hand speed and also your counter attackability. Just being able to counter punch yeah. with more pace. Uh, and then practice. I like to do a lot of hands battles, going cross court, going down the line, mixing it up, just going straight down the middle. But anything that you're doing where you're getting those hands involved is going to be extremely beneficial. Awesome. Um, all right, moving on. Sir Paul Douglas said, didn't see you in singles. Were, was there a problem uh, with the paddle being approved again? No, there was not. I was not planning on doing singles. I am planning on doing singles in San Clemente. Uh, now that my paddle is approved, I'm planning on doing... I don't know, maybe five to 10 singles tournaments a year. I don't want to be doing every single one, but I do want to be doing um, the, the the major tournaments. And also shout out Paul Douglas. He's a local. He runs a lot of local tournaments here and always huge success. So anybody that anybody that grinds out tournaments as a tournament director deserves all the kudos in the world because that is a horrible job. Uh, moving on. Opinions on ball machines. Do you use one of these? So I, I've used the lobster. Um, I've used it before. Um, I think that, you know, if you just want to get reps, if you want to get as many reps as you can, I think ball machines are great because then you're just getting reps. If you're working on, say, drives, um, drops, things like that, then it just helps you get reps. For me, though, personally, I would much rather just play with a partner and drill with a partner because I think that you get real simulated game reps that way. But yeah, if you just want to, you're like, you know, I just need to go hit a hundred drives, thousand drives today, whatever it is. Yeah. Ball machines are great. I just hate picking up the ball after, but whatever. Um, so yeah. Do you have one? I don't have one. I haven't really used one much. Um, I would give similar advice that Jimmy just gave. Um, if you need the reps, if you're working on a specific shot where you need to dial it in, um, go for it. They're great. They're kind of pricey. Um, but like Jimmy said, if you can get somebody out there, it's going to be it's going to be better. Um, having that real person across the court from you, uh, seeing the different spin, different variety and balls is going to be more beneficial. But if you need to work on a specific shot, go for it. Pickleball is that weird sport where like every other sport we practice, right? And I know the pros practice. Okay. But every other sport like baseball, right? You have a baseball practice, football, you go to football practice and then you play a game. Pickleball, more people want to play games than practice. It's just what it is. Um, and so I think you don't see as many people practice or drill. You see some don't not saying they don't, but like the one thing that Ben and Colin Johns always talk about is they drill way more than they actually play. Yeah. I find that a little bit interesting. Um, drilling yeah. is super important and a lot of pros do it, but actually when I first started, I played so many rec games. I, yeah, for the first, honestly, four to five years, I didn't drill once literally for the first four to five drills, but what I was doing is I was playing a lot of games and I was being super intentional. Working super, on something during exactly. that game. Exactly. During those yeah. games, I was being very smart or I well, thought well, I was. You can't simulate game reps. Yeah. You can't simulate them in a, in a drilling session, right? And that's why, like you just, we talked about those, you know, all those players in South Florida, right? And even in Utah, right? You have a really high level group that you play with. And that helps yep. you. That definitely helps. Yep. Like you said... Yeah. Real match experience. Yeah. Trumps. Yeah. Hours on the court, in my opinion. Yeah. Is there any video of video evidence of Jimmy playing pickleball? Is it as fire emoji as his hot takes? I got a couple of me bagging him. 
Oh my gosh, there's a video of Tyler Nasty Nelson. Oh gosh, maybe we'll post that Hopefully just because I'm embarrassed. Upload that on the video. I'm embarrassed, but listen, I'm a very average pickleball player. I'll be honest. Um, I used to play a ton. I was playing all the what time. What was your highest level? Five zero or four five? I, yeah, I played some five zero tournament, but like, let's be honest. Like, dude, I'm a self-proclaimed five zero. Like four, I'm a four five guy like when i was playing a lot i was i could hang you know depending on the day but right now i literally play like once a week at the most yeah and there's this guy there's this dudes out there that and this was me at one time but they have so much time on their hands they're in every single tournament they're at they're playing every single night for several hours a night and it's it's hard to keep up with those guys when you know you're not putting in the same amount of time like they're you see these dudes that you're like, I used to smash you. You're like, you were terrible. And then they just pass you because they're putting in way more time. And so one yeah. of the questions I get asked is what defines a great player, a good player or somebody who's at the top. And I think it's somebody that can consistently play at their peak. Yeah. Um, as Jimmy said, there's people, he could go out there, maybe one game out of five do well, but those four out of five other games, he's not going to do well. Exactly. And you see that a lot in pickleball where you might you might see Ben Jones get upset, but most of the time he's not going to lose. Yeah. And that's what I tell people is somebody who's able to perform at their peak time and time and time again. It, it's funny because I, and that's actually so true because I just played the other day and I hadn't played in a couple of weeks and I played and I came out first game and I just slayed it. Like I'm not even trying to be cocky, but I was just insane. Like Ben Jones would have got wrecked by me. <laughs> and then I think I lost my next five games. And so, yeah, it's yeah. like playing, staying at the top of your game, you know, playing at your peak all the time. Like you've got to, that's the difference. And a lot of people just can't do it. They can't bring their a game and play that all the time. So, all right. Somebody asked also, what will it take to beat the Johns and doubles and then Ben and singles? So we talked a little bit about Johns and doubles. I think aggression, uh, calculated aggression and then Ben and singles be lefty. Uh, I've beaten him a couple times. He's by far, in my opinion, the best player in singles right now. Um, but he seems to have these patterns down for right-handed players and I'm left-handed. So that flips it 100%. Um, Are you playing singles in San Clemente? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. I yeah. hope you're in Ben's bracket. I'd love to play him first round. <laughs> yes, because he's a slow starter. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and you might, right? Because you haven't played singles in I a minute. Singles I'm curious what your seating's so. going to be. I'm going to say you're. Yeah. I'm going to predict it right now. I'm like going to say you're twenty like, to twenty-five or something. You think? No, I'm going to say it's like eighteen, nineteen. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who's right. Oh, this was a continuation of that question. What makes the Johns that much better than the rest? Do they really have a higher pickable IQ? We yeah. talked about it. Yeah, I mean, they do. They, I don't think they have a higher pickleball IQ. I think that they just are so calculated in everything that they do. Um, but I don't know if you, anybody heard the mid-match interview, mid-match, yeah, mid-match interview with Colin when he was talking about when Ben was playing Jame, Yame. Yeah. Ch someone said Chame. It's but not Chame. It's definitely not, so you're wrong. But when they were playing him, he said, literally in the middle of the match, was like, yeah, so we reviewed film from... Austin when Ben played him last time and these are the things that we noticed like I mean they're watching film like they're they have a notebook they're, they have this this infamous notebook that has notes about I think it's just on his phone but Ben's a technology guy too yeah but it has notes about every single player and tendencies and this is how you play them and and so yeah they're just very very calculated and then you combine that with just having insane skill set and insane work ethic and they're tough to beat 
one of my tennis coaches said, tennis is easy. Once you figure out, um, the hard part is figuring out the game plan. Once you figure that out, it's all about execution. Yeah. So yeah, they, they try to figure people out. They already have the tools. They don't yeah. need to generate more power. They don't need to make more dinks. They, they just got to figure out how to break down their opponents and they've got a good read on most of their players. Yeah. Like I, so I, this is kind of dumb, but I coach a, a football team, like a third grade football team. Um, my son's on it. Shout out Kingston and Kaysen, his buddy. They're absolute ballers. You can see him in the NFL someday, but anyways. Um, and I promise you that we can figure out a game plan against anybody and we can figure out their weaknesses and we can figure out their holes strategy, and, baby and their strategy. Yeah. The problem is the hardest part about all of it is the execution, mm-hmm. right? Like everybody, what's Mike Tyson say? Everybody has a game plan until they get hit in the mouth. Plan B. Yep. And then that's it. Like it's, it's, you know, and the Johns, Johns are right now, they're able to figure out and execute and that's tough to beat. We've talked about this before. What rank do you think Annalie would be in the men's divisions? Um, 90. Just leave it at that. <laughs> she'd, she'd be higher than that. Uh, how do angles work? Okay, just real. I think she'd be like 30. I think she'd be in the 30s. What, singles or doubles? In singles, I think, I think in singles, there's just too much foot speed, too much power. I think she'd be in the 30s, 35. I think in doubles, she actually would be a little bit higher because she'd have a partner that could help her. All right. Somebody asked, how do angles work in singles? More specifically, how does your return affect how you, uh, they didn't finish the question. Uh, angles are very important. Um, in singles, you really need to have accuracy. It's all about passing shots. Uh, once you get up to the net, you're just playing with these windows. And so you're picking on the down the line and sharp cross court. And so target practice for singles is really beneficial. Um, how do angles work? Yeah. I mean, not much more to say on that. How do you balance dad life and being a pro pickleball player? Oh, that's a good one. Is that from Brit? No. Oh, okay. I don't know who it's from. Okay. Um, it's tough. I mean, there's times where it's easy. I think it's, I compare it to other people's jobs. There's a lot of people who travel for their work and they're gone two, three times a month. And that's just how it is. Um, I'm fortunate enough where I just do pickleball. And so when I'm traveling, I'm gone. But when I'm in town, I'm able to spend that time for the most part, hundred percent at home. Um, obviously there's a few other things I'm involved in, but for the most part, I'm able to spend uh, time with my family. Um, if I'm traveling one to two times a month, that's ideal. There's been a couple times where it's been three or maybe even four times a month that, that gets really difficult. Well, so. well you just said like, you just got home yesterday, Sunday, yep. and then you leave on Wednesday mm-hmm. and then you come home on Sunday. Well, you're going to most likely I'll come home on Sunday. Well, you're going to be on championship Sunday. So you'll probably come home Sunday night, Sunday night. And, and then, then you leave again, going back to the exact, exact same place on Wednesday. Yeah. So, I mean, that's wild. So, I mean, in a matter of 10 days, you're traveling three different times. I mean, yeah. that's gotta be hard. Yeah. This is a tough stretch. Um, in yeah. July, we kind of have a, I don't even want to call it an off season. It's like four weeks or something, three, three to four weeks or something yeah. like that. That's nice. Um, which goes to the point. I, th- I think a lot of people at the pro level are wanting fewer tournaments. It's not the physical exhaustion; it's the mental exhaustion. It's traveling. Yeah. It's so many tournaments, and, and it's and it's not like you guys aren't like an NBA team, and you're traveling freaking yeah. private, and you're we're traveling getting all charter. our hotels, we're getting our cars, yeah, we're getting like our food, you, we're setting up all the amenities. Yeah, you're doing all that yourself. Everything's commercial. Like that's a hard. That's a grind. Yeah. Like it is a grind to be. You guys are road warriors. Yeah, hundred percent. You need a personal assistant. Seriously, you hire me. <clears throat> oh, what's your rate? 
free? Uh, no. Uh, well, you pay for travel and I will okay. travel for free. Yeah, I think I think it needs to slow down. I mean, I always bring up tennis. Um, I mean, if you're in the top echelon of tennis, you're they have four Grand Slams, right? Yeah. They have four Grand yeah. Slams. And yeah. then they have a couple major tournaments outside of that. Yeah. And at the moment, I mean, pickleball has got... This year they have, I think, 25 PPAs. Yeah. And that's not, not including MLPs yeah. or any yeah. side events or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Someone, I talked to Pearl the other day and they said that they are going, they calculated they will be gone 30 weekends this yeah. year. 30 out of 52. That's and I guess if you're single, I mean, that's still a lot, dude. Still that's a lot. A, yeah. And it's not a, only for the players, but for the fans. I don't think it has the same luster if you're playing every single week. 100%. If I lose a match against somebody, as yeah. bad as it is, all right, I'm going to beat them next week. Yeah, but like, it's money making. It's all about the money. Yeah, but they could make the tournaments bigger and yeah. put more money Whoa, into. Wait, those. wait a minute. Did you not see that that graphic they sent out? Uh, which one? They sent out this graphic. Go I'm PPA. sorry. Yeah, it must have someone must have had fat fingers because it said that every PPA match has nine million views. Can't be every match because sorry, sometimes I get on YouTube and there's like 900 people, but <laughs> that was weird. And then it said that every tournament has a a four day tournament has at least a hundred thousand people show up to it. That's not true too. Let's just be real. Yeah. Um, and then I can't remember what the other one was, but I was like, okay, maybe total all time forever. There's been 9 million views. Yeah. Um, I will say PPA's been um, everything that's on they the make a good amount from YouTube, their ad revenue. Yeah, they and they should, because yeah. you, honestly, YouTube's like I haven't I was never really a big YouTube guy until PPA. Mm-hmm. Like that's their bread and butter. And yeah. people love YouTube and they love that it's on YouTube. And like you said, it's easy access. <laughs> and YouTube, the best part is is I could be in my car on my phone, I could be at a restaurant, whatever, and I could pull it up. Yeah. I mean, not that we can't with other streaming services, but it's just, it's just easier. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um um, I'm skipping that question. It's a question from a Vulcan teammate. So who is it? Who let's, let's, it's a new employee that thinks she's funny and she wants to know if she's funnier or her sister, Lucia. Who's funnier. Who do you think? Honestly, I'm a huge Lucia fan. You know that Lucia, you, you haven't met her sister. Have you? No, I don't need to Lucia. That's my homie. Like <laughs> Lucia and I, we are freaking homies. All right. We'll skip that. How much should someone drill rec play if they're trying to go pro? Uh, how good are you? How good are you? <laughs> Who's in your area? All of this comes into play. Um, <clears throat> what's your background in tennis and paddle sports? I think that really goes into play. I, I told Jimmy this last time. Like uh, He talks about Tyra a lot. He's obsessed with her. Um, but she's playing totally a lot of pickleball right now. Um, I think everybody goes through that phase where they're non-stop playing minimum of three to four hours a day or four days a week. Um, that's what I was doing for the first couple of years. I think that's what most, most of the pros are doing still. Yeah. I think, but I mean, I just think it, Tyra is going through what we talked about, right? Like, like you said, when you start, like when I started playing pickleball, I was playing nonstop every game. I never said no to a game Yeah. ever. And Tyra lives in South Florida. And so, yeah, she's getting invited to play with Anna Bright and James Ignatowicz and, Freaking Dave Carvalho, who's nutty, but all these people, Annalie, Christian Alshon, all these people. And so, yeah, Who? she's... Who was the last one? I don't know. Some, actually, he actually didn't play this weekend. I wonder if he had a pearl I hearing. think he did. Uh, <laughs> I think he did singles. Oh, did he? I think he just did singles. Oh, nobody saw it, so that's fine. Um, so, yeah, so she's getting invited to all these games, and she's trying to obviously become a top-level pro, and so she is not saying no. Mm-hmm. And she's... Li- but 
you know, and so she's playing 12, literally 12 hours a day. Sometimes yeah. she told me that when she travels, she plays six to eight hours, even when on the road. And like, she played all the way to the fifth place singles. And she wanted to play after. after. And then you told her no, cause you were, you, I was tired. you were tired and she stayed. Yeah. She didn't tell you this, yeah. but she stayed and played mixed for several hours after, and then woke up the next morning and played in a tournament. Yeah. But we've all gone through that, right? Yeah. We've all been there. And so I think eventually you have to learn to pace yourself because yeah. I believe Annalie plays two hours a day. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think two right. hours is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. But I always tell people you've got to be purposeful. Like yes. it sounds cliche, but you've got to be intentional. There's so many players who go out there and that's fine if this is their goal, their game plan, but they just joke around, they have fun and that's fine. But if yeah. you're truly wanting to get better, you've got to be serious. Um, there's even some pros who go out there and they just kind of pull shots that they would never even consider in, in pro matches yeah. and they're doing it in rec games. And if, you're really wanting to elevate your game. I, I don't think you'd be doing that. Yeah. Um, so it all depends on your mindset on what you're wanting to do. All right. Last question to tap or not to tap is that is the question. We kind of talked about that a little bit. I would just say briefly, I'm fine either way. I don't think you should go out of your way to make a point one way or the other. For example, if you're up at the net and the other team's there, tap paddles. If you're far back at the baseline, I don't think you need to run up to the net and make a point to tap paddles. No. Oh, yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. I agree with you. I think that like you, any sort of acknowledgement after the match is fine. Like if, a, if, a, if you're playing a rec league match and someone smashes a overhead pass through the ball, rolls all the way to the fence, right? Go, you can turn around and pick up the ball, turn, and then just give them like a little acknowledgement. You don't yeah. have to run to the net, tap their paddle, go back, get like, just <clears throat> I, I will add a, a, a funny story. Um, we played a team that was uh, very adamant about, about this whole paddle tapping. And we were up at the net at the end of game one. And this team was at the back. Mm. And we went up to the net. The point had just ended. And I kid you not, they took two to three steps forward. And then they realized what they were doing. And then they turned around. It was <laughs> like they were making a point. It's like if you yeah. have to remind yourself that you're not doing exactly. it. Exactly. It's like to yeah. me... It's, it's fine. I don't care either way, but it's, it's kind of funny that, um, that happened. Like they're reminding themselves. Yeah. To, like it's so stupid. Just if you're going to, if it's natural to do it, then do it. The more I think about it, I mean, I do agree that, I mean, you want to stay in the, the game set mind focus. You want to be intense. Sure. But, I mean, it's kind of unique about pickleball. Um, it's kind of fun Camar- camaraderie. Yeah. Just tap their paddle. It's not that hard. Go be a good person and tap their paddle. And then I don't, don't think I saw anybody else. Um, intentionally not t- not tap paddles yeah. this past weekend. I thought a couple more people would have not not tapped paddles. Maybe yeah. that'll happen in the future. But maybe. But tap it, and then you know if you if you really want to be shady, to say hey, you only beat me because your paddle's good, right? Like could yeah. be easy. So, anyways, filming some content right here. This guy is. Yeah. Like oh, I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Hey, by the way. Um, was I gonna? Say? I don't remember now. I can't. I'm. I'm shook. I'm shook. I just showed Jimmy a picture and it's a little inside joke, but def- maybe we'll talk about it in the future podcast. I, I don't know. He's he lives close by, so maybe we can't. But anyways, <laughs> so there are limits to things you say. <laughs> that one would be rough. That one would be hard for me. Anyways. <laughs> Um, yeah, so good luck this week, San Clemente. Thank you. Uh, Jimmy's going to be out in San Clemente for MLP, supposedly. Um, so maybe we'll do a podcast out there. Oh, maybe should we'll we go on a, the road? Maybe we'll do a signing or something like that. <laughs> let's come on now. <laughs> Nobody, but let's, hey, maybe Tyler should ask that question. Should we go on the road with the pod? Yeah. That would be fun. Huh? 
I don't know. Put down Anyways. in the comments if you want us on the road, or maybe we can do like a live Q and A, or yeah, we can do a live. Yeah, maybe get Odoth on or Heishay or yeah. someone to fill in for them. Yeah, how do you know I'm not Odoth or Heishay? Who knows? Who knows? Okay. okay. Anything else? No. That's All right. It. Appreciate you tuning in once again. Every hot take was brought to you by Jimmy. Um, <laughs> I did not tell him that information. I am not telling it, him to say that information. Um, so get mad at him. Hopefully yeah. you guys continue to listen in. Come oh, on. we never plugged this that much, but make sure to like and subscribe. A yes. lot of you guys who watch this are, are actually not subscribed to the YouTube channel Go or subscribe. podcast. Pound that subscribe button. Get yeah. on your kid's account. Pound it. Get on your wife's account. Pound it. Subscribe. Thank you to picklershop.com. Go check them out. Use code ambassador and also modballs. Use code. Can, we, can we do like a thing where I go like this and then there's a subscribe button right there? Row. Subscribe. Boom. Got it? Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Thanks, guys.